love it when he's just like, what movie am I in? He knows he's in some bonkers ass movie. <laughs> There's even that one scene where like the cat who became her is like, come with me. And he's like, I feel like I'm being used. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I feel like I'm being yeah. used, but okay. <laughs> the whole oh, boy. The whole plot has been using you, Hinode. I hate to break this to you. Like, that's what you're there for, baby boy. <laughs> Heidi ho, everybody, and salutations. Climb on up to the Shoujo Treehouse, where we stand humans having human hands and not having big cat hands. I'm um, screaming <laughs> internally. The one who is screaming internally is my partner in inebriated crime. Her name is Cassie. Not Catsy. Cassie. I hate it. I, I hate... <laughs> I hate... I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. I hope to give you the proper space to express them in this uh, in this night recording. And if you're unfamiliar, my name is Cammy. I can't really make that a cat pun, but I'm just going to lay back on the cat puns. I took a shot for one in the movie and that's it. Um, this is another one of our inebriated reviews. If you haven't been listening recently, this is a little thing that Cassie and I decided to do um, recently. It's kind of a nice way for us to hang out and really kind of just take advantage of like quarantine stress and we, we really like doing them. So we watch yeah. uh, anime movie usually and we we get a little a uh, little, little tipsy, a little high, a little under the influence and we... We just give it a review. Uh, this is far less structured than our normal episodes, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, just uh, just uh, enjoy the ride. And that said, the movie that we're going to be talking about tonight that we just watched is the Netflix-promoted anime movie Nakitai Watashi wa Neko wo Kaburu, or in the English translation, A Whisker Away. So this movie came out earlier in 2020. It was apparently based on a manga that Indeed. isn't done yet. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's and, not. And uh, the description for said movie is as follows from Annie List. Mio Muge Sasaki is a peculiar second-year junior high student who has fallen in love with her classmate Kento Hinode. Muge resoutly pursues Kento every day, but he takes no notice of her. Nevertheless, while carrying a secret she can tell no one, Muge continues to pursue Kento. She discovers a magic mask that allows her to transform into a cat named Taro. The magic lets Muge get close to Kento, but eventually it may also make her unable to transform back into a human. Oh, no. This, you you know, honestly, like, this story is very standard to a lot of different things. To me, I was just like, oh, look, it's like the Little Mermaid, where the fish turns into the human, and she can't ah, stay I a see. human. A human, a human. Ah, yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's all to chase... Yeah. So to chase a human, but there's honestly just like quite a few. Um, this is a very like 
predictable plot setup, uh, which then confuses me to some of the just very weird off the wall narrative choices in this movie. Um, I do want to actually ask you, Cassie, if you had any like expectations or if you knew anything about this movie going into it. Cause I know that for a mm-hmm. while you and I were like, I need to see this movie. Yeah. Like I know it exists, but hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, it's kind of like the other uh, movie that I saw that was on Netflix years ago, and I still haven't watched it. It's called, like, uh, Something About the World. Uh, I don't know. Oh, in the... Ooh. Oh, I love that movie. I would be happy to watch that with you. In This Corner of the World. That's it. I'm like, man, I'm sure gonna watch that anime movie sometime soon. Don't you worry, you're a little buff, and I'm gonna do it. And then I didn't. Um, so when we were sitting down to talk about, uh, what movies to watch inebriated next, originally we were going to do, um, uh, oh God, what was it called? Uh, uh, the Maiden Abyss movie. Maiden Abyss movie. But then we did this yeah. one instead. And I was like, oh, cool. That's, that's great. I'm very on board with doing this because I wanted to watch it anyway. Um, but the only real thing that I had to, um, because at first I was going to go in blind. Without knowing mm-hmm. anything about it. But then, mm-hmm. um, excuse me, my significant other, Lily, was like, oh, what are you going to be watching on Saturday? And I was called, I was like, a whisker away. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, well, let me go and pull up a trailer on my mobile device. Oh. Um, and so I watched um, a PV for it. And I was like, well, that was a strange synopsis. Hmm. <laughs> and that's basically all I had going in. <laughs> So I actually, I don't think I saw the trailer for this movie. What I can say is I know some peers that watched it, and one of them actually remarked about feeling creeped out by the main girl's kind of stalking and manipulative tendencies, and I was like, oh, I don't think it'll be that bad, I thought, <laughs> just, a, just All right. a little bit. Before we keep talking, I realize that we haven't done this a lot at the beginning of these particular reviews. So I should pro- we should probably start doing this, but we are going to spoil the entirety of this movie. Um, yeah, that's true. We've never we, said that before. We have it, and I just realized it. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know why. It's just maybe I'm having like some some high brain superiority moment or something, but. I remember at the end, all of our other episodes, we don't spoil things, but on these we do. So, spoilers for the entirety of the film. Right now, we're doing it. Yeah. 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 Like, honestly, with movie reviews, like, and especially inebriated, yeah, don't don't expect us to have enough control to... Uh, spoil the nothing. It's just it's just gonna happen. Uh, If you want to watch this movie, it's easily accessible on Netflix, so you can you can go do that. But yeah, um, right off the bat in this film, I feel like we were both kind of uncomfortable with uh, with Muge's pursuit of the guy she liked. Um, any want want to illustrate why maybe that was a little bit of an issue? Well, let's just say it this way: when I went back and was talking to my lovely wife for a few minutes before we came out to record, I tried to give her in my high brain. Uh, a synopsis of what the film was about. And I was like, well, I can't tell you the whole thing because it's just fucking bonkers and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, um, and then I described the relationship uh, where Moogie 
is very obviously into this dude who he's not even mean. He's not a bully about it. He's just like, listen, I'm not interested. Uh, He's very obviously just just trying to he's he's a teenage boy who wants to focus on himself and the stuff going on in his life. And he just got a lot of stuff going on. And she is just purely delusional. Um, And she knows that he's not comfortable with her in that regard. But then she turns into a cat and becomes like the closest person to him. And I'm like, yeah. this is the most stalkerish, manipulative bullshit. And I'm not going to lie. I looked at Lily and I'm like, this is one of those situations where I feel bad saying it. But think about if the genders were swapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would immediately be icky. Whereas this was also immediately icky. But I think there is this weird acceptance for girls having this kind of behavior. Um, yeah. And I don't like it. And I do not mm-hmm. like that they get together at the end. And I do not like that her... Re- I mean, I understand that she has very unresolved child trauma. Um, mm-hmm. And she needs therapy. She does. Um, she She really does. But that does not excuse her from the shitty decisions and... She's just so self-centered. Like, it's very hard for me to like a protagonist that's just self-centered. And I understand she's a child, and children are all self-centered. I remember there was one scene where her and her best friend are running and crying and being overdramatic. And I'm like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. being a kid, all right. Yeah. But uh, but there's a line, you know? I I, I feel like I might have even just been more sympathetic, less squicked out if they had kind of delved into her first experience being like, oh, my God, I turned into a cat. Oh, my God, he found me. Wait, And, you know, she just had a little bit of, like, hesitation or discomfort or strangeness. But, like, no, you're immediately thrown into. She's like, yeah, I come home on Tuesdays. I put my mask on. I turn into a cat and I go to my crush's bedroom and cuddle him. Yeah, it's great. And I'm just like, girl girl <laughs> you should this is this is not immediately healthy okay. uh, just unhealthy behavior be unbefitting of a beautiful lady like it also just like i don't know i think that they tried to make her seem eccentric but even yeah. that felt really empty to me yeah um the way i put it I to agree. you as a flip flappers fan is she's like she's like poppyka if you have none of the things that make Poppyka good, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I feel like, and I mean, like, we have time with Poppyka. Like, this is a movie. Yeah. You can't express a character this strongly without, like, giving enough time. And you know right away that this is an anime movie. So it's going to be really compressed and, like, the storytelling's not going to be super intricate. And so, unfortunately, yeah, she just comes off as, kind of unenjoyable and very crazy um I, I also i feel like the right in the start of the movie too like there were just so many weird moments of like is this real or not like the fact that she like runs into him and like is saying all these weird things and then she's like oh but we were like cuddling at the festival and we were mm-hmm. hugging and shit and i'm just like and everyone's just cool with her having these like weird delusions and stuff, and it just it was it was really strange. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just if I saw my child acting the way that she was, I would 
I don't know, at least brought her to someone to talk to for a few minutes, especially because it's just like her mom walked out on her. You should have gotten mm-hmm. her therapy right when that fucking happened, you freaking delinquent parents. <laughs> Yeah, very similarly to Children of the Sea, the parents in this movie were pretty shitty. Um, I think the Kaoru only one I liked was Kaoru, yeah, because yeah. she seemed like she was, like, the person who had, like, the best character was her, like, because she, there's so many moments where it's just, like, you know she's in that awkward space where she's, quote-unquote, the new mom, and mm-hmm. she has to try and maneuver that role while still being a good person, and it's just like, I hope I'm never in her situation, but she's she's rolling with the punches. She's doing the best she can, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a, a tough situation. Yeah, and then you remember that, like, really subtle moment where apparently she's getting, like, harassing texts from uh, Muge's mom yeah. being like, she doesn't like you, you terrible to her whatever and it's like it's not like you're doing much better and the dad just acts so happy-go-lucky and thinks that everything's okay and it's just like what are you doing Everyone why are you along. like this it's fine because he's the one that benefits from everything like god forbid he care about the female people in his life other than <sighs> serving him you know you know um uh-huh. i also am a, i'm also a little bit disappointed like we got a very small glimpse into Hide. He, he. Hold on, hold on. I got this. I got this. His name is Hinode. I was close. Hinode. Hide. Hinode. Whatever. He, he gay. This movie had a case of Inuyasha sh- syndrome, specifically oh, no. <laughs> that Mio or Muge said Hinode's name. A lot. So many times. She is literally that, like, middle school, high school friend who had a crush on, you know, Kyle in class. So she wrote his name all over oh my God. her binders and inside yeah. all of her textbooks and then followed him secretly at recess every day. And every time she'd talk to her non-existent friend, she would talk about how cool Kyle was. I just realized yeah. that was me. Uh, not the girl in this movie, but you know, middle school was weird. I, yeah, I was gonna say, like, I definitely remember crushing on a boy that I, like, maybe only had one class with in middle school, and I think Mm. I even wrote him a letter that I never sent him, but, like, at the same time, I also wasn't throwing my entire body at him and, like, trying to hit him with my butt as an expression of love every day. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm... my, My carryover from that was going to be that I can see underneath the whimsical or the whimsy that this movie tries mm-hmm. to pull off and ultimately fails at doing because even its moments of whimsy just there's this thing about moments of whimsy where they have to have something that makes sense about them to make them worth yeah. uh being interested in i guess or being caught up in the spectacle i hope that sentence mm-hmm. made sense but it did underneath it it's just like i understand what they were going for with this 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 girl because i've been this girl who's had a crush an unhealthy amount of obsession with a boy in middle school or whatever but i wasn't fucking turning into a cat and sneaking into his room to sniff his bed sheets you know what i'm saying there's i do there's a line yeah, no, I, I very much agree. And, you know, I was even buying into the whimsy until about maybe like the last third of the film. Like the second 
half had like three different like oh no big showdown plots like first she is just turning into a cat then we have uh that cat not kauru kauru's cat uh basically stole her face and then there's the and then there's the reveal and then there's the cat festival and then there's at the cat festival trying to come together and then it's confronting mr cheshire cat mask seller and it just it was just way too much um yeah and I, it just- I i think we got to the like last third of the film and i audibly yeah. said wow they just really stopped caring didn't they <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, it, it really felt like that. I do feel like the whole movie kind of suffered from having, trying to shove like way too many subplots into it and not really succeeding on a whole lot of them. I do think they did pretty well with the friend. I think we both agree on that. Um, yeah, Kyoriko. Yeah, yeah. Like her friend and that backstory was really nice. Kaoru was okay. Um, But then even just like the thing with like Kaoru and her mom and uh then her dad and them fighting and she like nopes out which i thought was funny um the thing with the sister uh being being horny for the the young pottery man was like there for a millisecond the you know what? cats the bar you know i did like hinode though like what's that yeah no he was good i, it, I, liked, I liked him i liked him a lot especially because like yeah he is the most complex character in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And he deals with... I think what frustrates me is that he's going through not, like, a similarly, like, traumatic experience over, like, losing a mother or anything. He's just frustrated and worried about where he, who he wants to be. Yeah. Um, and the, the movie almost applauds... Muge's way of dealing with her trauma when yeah Hinode seems to be working through it not in the most perfect way but he's like taking time to think about things and that he idolizes what he believes he sees in Muge but the mm-hmm. thing that frustrates me is they already explain that her acting the way she does is just a farce to deal with her trauma mm-hmm. and that's what he falls in love with I, I think he, I think he just, um, I think that he has a lot of, like, self-hatred issues, which I think you could argue Muge does too, but she masks them, and he's just, like, you know, because the way that she behaves is so the opposite of him, he just, yeah, makes this false idea that, like, yes, that is the thing I want to be, that is how I wish I could be. They both really, like, wish that they could be more like each other but they really just need to find like some balance especially on Muge's end <laughs> she could she could just chill a little bit um bitch but, has no chill bitch yeah, has none. no chill <laughs> like, like none. none at all at all <laughs> oh my god um also can i so i mean i agree overall i actually did like hinode i like that he's kind of more of an introverted boy character and he never strikes me as someone who's really mean like there is the whole moment of like oh i hate you but also that felt so plot contrived to me i was just like meh whatever it's dumb i Um, i didn't hate that scene so much because it did feel a bit forced Mm-hmm. Um, especially because we know that Hinode is a good kid, but I yeah. think that I understand him saying that because she 
while he seems to value her aura, I guess, he is annoyed by the way she treats him and doesn't respect his boundaries. And mm-hmm. then, he, but he's always tried to keep that very discreet regardless. And then the, it just turned into this big show. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get and why I could, he blew up, but I mean, again, it was very. I I, I felt weird when he said they hated her, but yeah, her, him getting angry, I bought. It was a bit dramatic. I think I wouldn't have minded it as much if it wasn't an entire scene brought on by the bullies. Like she was not trying to make it a big deal, and like it was really all the bullies just fucking like reading it aloud and like making this big show of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first he was very much like, hey, knock it off. Don't be reading this. And then for him to deflect all of his anger at her, just like, it, it, it's a thing where I was like, I think overall this is just his frustration at everything happening. And yes, she is a part of it, but I do yeah. think he like led his anger in the wrong direction. Oh, it's I would like, agree. Look, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I'm just saying from the, the framework of the movie, I see why it happened. But yeah. the, the fact that he did it, yeah, it's just, it's, it also just, it felt so weirdly, like, it made sense, but it felt out of character. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we're basically on the same page there. Yeah. Overall, I think he is a good boy. Um, It just, it's just like, he was good, and his horny sister was good, and her friend was good. And Kaoru was good. They they were they were they were good characters. Grandpa seemed pretty chill. Oh yeah, Grandpa! I forgot about Grandpa. Pottery grandpa. expert Grandpa. Grandpa pretty chill. He's just like, ah, oh, you young whippersnappers. You want to do some pottery, <laughs> doll? Yeah, he's cool. I like Gramps. I'm kind of bummed there wasn't more of like that as well. Like, think if we took away like a third of the Cheshire Cat scenes and then just like put more about uh, the grandpa and the family life and like the pottery business and stuff. Because that was so just like on the surface and it could have done more to strengthen um, Hinode's character. And then like, I don't know, they could have just chilled a little bit on like the whimsy and focused more into making the characters stronger and their relationship stronger yeah, that would have been good and neko ten is just such a mustache twirling villain that it's like mm-hmm. i don't know like he, he he didn't even like from the very onset it's like yeah you know this fucker's evil oh like, yeah like they could have done the good old switcheroo that's still predictable but like oh yeah. she because i don't know he just he just seems like he's there just to add tension that's not really necessary. I agree. Can I just say very quickly, because I remembered this thought, and I need you to know that I had it at that moment. Okay. okay. So Please. the scene when her life force is just darting around and fucking Hinode is fucking <laughs> fist fighting Nekoten yeah. or whatever while her fucking life force is just bouncing all over the goddamn room which I just want everybody who's never ever seen that movie just think about that sentence for a minute just think about the sentence I just <laughs> said and see if it makes any sense but anyway during that whole time the bitch is just sitting there <sighs> monologuing about yeah. herself yeah. and I was like this is so familiar what is it and then I just had this, like, nom flashback to traveling witch Elena. <laughs> oh, my God. And my brain just shut down for a little while. 
oh no, that's why you were so quiet. It's like Cassie.exe has stopped working. (laughs) Arrow 404. Ah, I I think my Arrow 404 moment was um, around the same time, but it was like after that and they're having this weird love confession while the camera's just like doing this really dramatic 360 angle while they overlaid the rest of the movie like and it was just it was so bad and awkward and i was like i'm cringing on an amv level i'm cringing on a visual level i'm cringing on a tonal level this is (laughs) this is just a lot right now (laughs) that i can't handle I just need a t-shirt that's a t-shirt that just says I'm cringing on an AMV level. <laughs> I we have lots like of friends that. who could have that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's going to be a TKO, TKO t-shirt next time we play. <laughs> I'm making that my Discord status right now. Hold on. Amazing. Okay. Oh, I'm doing it. What the fuck was I going to make my status? <laughs> Something like I'm cringing on an AMV level or something. I'm cringing on an AMV level. There you go, listeners. That's for you. I mean, yeah. I see it now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We stand. We stand. Um, the whole time, also, we haven't even talked about both of these scenes are already ridiculous, but they're just made more ridiculous that Hinode has giant cat hands for no fucking reason. Yeah, and, and then I- like, and then they're like, <laughs> at the end, he's like, ah, uh, yes, the ritual will be complete to turn you into a cat and you oh, yeah. into a half cat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I think what I loved is is when Muge as a cat is just like, why do you, your hands? And he's like, oh yeah, um, I tried to put on a mask and it didn't work. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, ha ha ha, that's so like you. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Right? Like, what does that <laughs> That was so strange. I think actually, I think another thing I like about Hinode in this movie, and I don't know if it was just the dub, but like he gets really meta occasionally. Like after <laughs> yeah. that, when she's like, that's so like you, he's like, what does that even mean? And then like, I like when she, the, the cat's walking him across the bridge, yeah. he's like, I don't like this. It's so good. I love it when he's just like, what movie am I in? He knows he's in some bonkers ass movie. <laughs> There's even that one scene where like the cat who became her is like, like, come with me. And he's like, I feel like I'm being used. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I feel like I'm being yeah. used, but okay. The <laughs> Poor whole, boy. The whole plot has been using you, Hinode. I hate to break this to you. Like, that's what you're there for, baby boy. <laughs> it's very tr- It's so true. <sighs> mm, mm. What did I... <laughs> I guess his, like, nonchalance with bonkers things around him is why he was able to fall for Muge in the first place. It doesn't really have, like, a, a yeah. low tolerance level yeah, for bullshit. Yeah, like, Hinode has become the anime equivalent of the this is fine dog. Oh my god. <laughs> and to be fair, Yoriko was there the entire time. She's been the it's fine meme since they were, like, in kindergarten or something. Oh my god. Oh, uh, can we just give Muge props for her absolute perfect aim when she chucked her shoes and it hit the two <laughs> girls and not Noriko in the middle? Like, that was so good. I was just like, 
pwned that entire man. flashback was just like, mm, I liked Juicy. it. Juicy. I was like, Juicy. this childhood friend is a bicon. I love her. Juicy. Yes. I feel like a big problem with this movie is that, like, so many of the external things we were much more interested in than, like, the core plot. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that speaks to a lot. Uh, And actually, okay, two things that are kind of funny. One, sometimes I thought about this art style, and you're going to hate it when I say this, Mm -hmm. but I think it looks like a very pretty way of executing the art style of Tsukigakire, but, like, making it look really nice because it had Mm -hmm. the, like, pastel outlines and, like, the kind of simpler character designs and whatnot. It just reminded me of that, but looking good. B... The playthrough of the aftermath in the end credits was almost better than the entire movie. Oh my <laughs> just god, like, right. Just like Tsukigakire. Mine's fucking blown. No, like for real though, like the the time that I found the relationship between the two of them the cutest is just the fact that at the end he like runs up to her and hits her with that like same little move thing. I was like, that's really cute. And that that was just like how I liked the the long distance relationship in Tsukigakire at the end. I just pictured that we were in that meme where it's got like a picture of Tsukigakire and it's like got an upgrade button and you click the upgrade button and you get a whisker away and you're like, no, go back, go back. <laughs> I When you said meme, I just thought of the one with the girl and then the guy looking at the other girl and it's like Tsukigakire is the girl, I'm the guy and then a whisker away is the, the other girl. <laughs> That's, oh, Lord. I'm in a I'm in a nightmare space right now. This isn't good. This isn't good. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I want to oh. stick on the production because I oh thought this God. was pretty. Wait, what? wait, wait. Are you making wait. this a meme? Wait, wait. I just realized okay. Hinode. Hinode. His thing is I hate everything about oh my God. you. Why do I? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking that out of my head. I'm just letting that leave my brain space permanently. It was no. nice to, t- to visit, but, you know, it's going to go away now forever. This moment was brought to you by weed. These are my favorite by, episodes, guys. By High Brain Cassie. <laughs> I'm a scholar. Oh I want it, but but speaking kind of in the same level of AMVs and stuff, I really like the production in this movie. I thought it was pretty. It is. It's very pretty. It was a very pretty. pretty, very pretty movie, and it had nice music as well. Um, nice couple insert songs. I thought the soundtrack was cute. Um, definitely, probably my favorite part of this movie. This is definitely a movie that I'm gonna put in my arsenal of like I can just have it as pretty editing footage. Even yeah. though I wasn't like you know wowed by the movie, it was very pretty. It was very editable. Um, maybe that's another reason that I'm a little more positive on this film is because the last anime movie I watched before this was Hal, and I just thought that was a narrative nightmare, despite being very pretty. It was absolutely like Hal is like an like a I don't know. It's like a nightmare, and a whisker away is just like an unpleasant daydream, like. That's a really good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it's it. It's pretty. You think you're having a good time and then you realize, wait, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> That's basically it. 
And it definitely feels like an unpleasant daydream because, like, the framework of it should be something that, like, you might enjoy, but it's just so clunky in a lot of ways, like, in its execution. So you're just like, yeah, this was a little bit unpolished, was a little bonkers, but it was also kind of cute and derpy. That's this movie. That's, that's this movie. Um, and then it also wasn't Children of the Sea, which I would describe as having to read a really, really bad, like, educational essay in your least favorite class, and it just makes you hate the class even more as a whole. I thought you were going to say written, <laughs> excuse me, I thought you were going to say written in your least favorite language, and I was like, whoa. Oh, I'm not that <laughs> deep. I'm not that good. What would your least favorite language be? I don't know, fam. I like... English. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, 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 That That one. I'm it's funny. Just, there are lots of... I mean, fair. English <laughs> is pretty bad. They do say it's one of the hardest languages to learn. There are lots of anime movies out there. My thing is this one isn't my least favorite. But it's also just... There's a lot that you can point out about it. And it's just a little bit bonkers. I don't know. I don't know. What else is floating in your brain about this? I will say this. If I had watched this movie when I was 16, I would have loved the fuck out of it. And you know what? I think that's who this movie was made for. So it's fine. (laughs) You know, it's it's fine. We didn't even talk about the... um, the creative staff behind it, which we did off uh, recording, um, but we talked about you want you want to tell the audience who the writer was and why that is significant. Okay. So listen, listeners, <laughs> I need you to hold on for a second. Take every out of context thing that I have brought up about this movie in this episode and think about who the most <laughs> likely person in in the anime world to write it would be. Because when Cami was like. Who do you think wrote this or was on the writing? And I was like, in my brain, I was like, I'm a laugh if it's Mario Kata, but not really. I'll just be upset. And then I was like, oh, no, Cammy, who? And she was like, Mario Kata. And I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. That checks out. That's, that's, hmm. Particularly a lot of the like really over the top. Uh, overdramatic, like, reactions, I think, speak a bit yeah. to that, like, the heavy emotion. Um, unfortunately, also, I think that's where a bit of the, like, there are lots of people that love me, but I can only understand things about myself if this one boy is, like, the translator of them. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, stronger side characters also, I think, is kind of a Mario Kata mark. Um, yeah. Like with, yeah. Like, with the best friend, especially. That was, like, one of those really good Mario Kata characters. Also, social Um, outcast girl has problems Mm -hmm. with her parents. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, lordy. Um, Also, I had, like, a weird time with watching this in the dub. um, Because some of the actors I knew from anime, but actually a lot of the cast... I recognized from the English cast of Miraculous Ladybug, and I was just, I was just always thinking about it, like, um, the mask seller, what did you call him, Nekoten, the, like, fat Cheshire cat guy? Yeah, Nekoten. He, uh, 
Yeah, he was voiced by Keith Silverstein, who's done like a million things, but he also plays Hawkmoth, the main over-the-top villain in Miraculous Ladybug. And so every time he talked, I was like, oh God, it's Hawkmoth. Um, coincidentally, that's also Johann Liebert from the English dub of Monster. <laughs> so take that as you will. <laughs> uh, Keith Silverstein that is great, and he he has a range. <laughs> sense. <laughs> Um, the horny sister was Marinette, aka Miraculous Ladybug, which was also really <laughs> funny. And then the shitty boy was Adrian or Cat Noir. Um, and then the voice that I recognized um, Muge from isn't Miraculous, but she's Makoto from Persona 5. Uh, so <laughs> that was weird. That was very weird. Her voice was very familiar. And good old Hinode was Johnny Young Bosch being very emo, <laughs> like the whole time. I it's must just, be Johnny Johnny Young Bosch. I'm I'm a soft Johnny Young Bosch. You smell like the sunlight. It was actually kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is with like writings of teenage boys being so? I I don't know. Maybe it's because I never really talked to teenage boys or ever was. A teenage, a teenage boy. boy. But God, in every single piece of media I have produced in the last, or produced, consumed <laughs> in the last week, has at least one boy sniffing another girl and being like, ah, oh, she has such a pleasant scent, or she smells like the sun. What does that mean? Yeah, I'll, does, you don't know what the smell been- sun... The he smell sun, like, to- you don't know what the sun smells like. He just goes to Bath and Body Works and looks at the, like, weirdly ra- labels, like, oh, Japanese cherry blossom. I know that that's not what they Deep smell whiff. like, but that's what these do smell like now. I, and I hate smell things. I think it's, I think it's really awkward. Like, I've never liked it. And <laughs> this movie just went in on that, like. I think it can be romantic um, mm-hmm. when done in a very specific way, but not in the teenage boy gets a nice whiff as she's walking by. Like, Jesus Christ, she's not wearing Axe body spray. Calm down. God. <laughs> I don't know. Nice maybe teenage with. boys are always... Cause I, <laughs> Like, every, even in, like, the most soft of media, like, even if they're not, like, sniffing their pillow or their hair or some shit, it's always like, oh, but she smells so n- n- nice. Oh, God. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> I like when things smell good, but maybe don't, like, monologue about it? I don't know. <laughs> My feelings are so confused. My question for you is that you said, like, everything that you've, like, consumed this week. What other media have you consumed that involved, like, the smell of a girl? I'm really curious. Uh, so, in Danganronpa, um, Makoto, oh. uh, the main boy, sleeps in Sayaka's bed uh, the day before she dies or whatever. Right. Uh, soft spoiler talk- for Danganronpa, I guess, but that game is a decade old. He so talks I don't about how bad. she smells... Yeah, he says maybe it'll give me a nice, a nice dream. Okay, sure. It was like just deep whiffing her pillows or something. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip into something every okay, time. Let's go. 
Um, I was in a lot of long distance relationships and I'm not going to lie when my significant other came over and laid in my bed for like a whole week before they went home. One of the first things I would do was fall into bed right where they used to sleep and be like, oh, it does still smell like them a little bit. This is nice. That's romantic. Yes. This is not. Yeah. Or at least I think it's romantic. Maybe I'm just a weirdo, but you know. No, no, I think it's I think it's true, and I think that can be very sweet and very comforting. I just think that I haven't seen it executed well in anime so far. I think that's yeah. that's really my thing. Yeah. It just comes off as kind of gross instead of like I don't know, romantic. And especially, in this movie, they definitely were going for romance. I think in the Danganronpa one, they were literally trying to be like, ew, he's still a teenage boy. Like, yeah. Whatever. Teenage boys are weird. Apparently so are teenage girls. That's what this movie wants to get across, I, I guess. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I was a teenage girl one time. <laughs> like, <laughs> we come know on. that for sure. We can I relate. Mean, I'm pretty sure. Do we have, does anybody really know for sure anymore? That... This, this movie just had a lot of weirdnesses to it. Mm. I don't, like, I almost at some point want to go back and watch the sub and see how grating I find Muge in the sub uh, versus versus that. So who knows? Maybe one day um, I will rewatch it. Uh, I just kind of don't have a lot more to talk about. Like, it's a, it's a cute but kind of clunky and awkward movie. But it's that, very pretty, and yeah. I will definitely make AMVs with it. Hell yeah. Someday Hell when yeah. I decide to, you know, edit an AMV. Oh, that's actually another thing in regards to the production. I think that they made Muge as a cat look super cute and she yes. had like great cat mannerisms, like when she would freak out and her hair would stand on end and she'd like mm-hmm. turn around. It was nice. They got the cat mannerisms and they made her look super cute. So I admire that. That was good. Also, I love the scenes where she's holding the mask. I don't know. If it's just me wishing that this was another, like, oh, God, what was that anime OVA about the guy who wore a mask? And if she touched him, he'd turn into, like, bubbles and fly away. Yeah, it's, like, in the forest in the forest with the fireflies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mori A something. Hotarubino. Yeah, Hotarubino Mori A. There we go. We sounded it out together. Yeah, I don't know if that movie just left an impression on me, but every time I see a movie with these, like, cool-looking masks, I just get very emotionally attached very quickly. And then in this movie's case, I just lost interest entirely by the end. But hey, they had me at the beginning. They had me in the first half. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Not gonna lie. They had me in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I do think that unfortunately, like, right around the second half, that's where it really pushes into, like, the the strangeness and everything being way too rushed and stuff. And then they kind of give you a sweet little payoff in the after credit scene. Um, that's, that's basically it. Like, I was still icked out by Muge at the first part, but at least she was interesting. At least I wanted mm-hmm. to know what was going on, but. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I definitely think it's not the worst thing that we've watched. It's also no. not the best. Um, what's the best so... thing we've watched? What's the best? Uh, probably... Out of the inebriated reviews, Angel's Egg? Yeah, probably Angel's Egg, but the other thing is, is like. Angel's Egg also makes me feel, like, a kind of sense of, like, existential dread. So I'm like, it is the best, but I don't know if I'd immediately go back and, like, rewatch it, you know? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. No, thank, no, thank you. 
Yeah. Maybe in Except like a, I, maybe in like ten years, I'll be ready to watch that movie again. Exactly. Um, I think quality-wise, that was definitely the best. Um, but this movie didn't leave me as angry as Fireworks and Children of the Sea did. So, yeah. so it's 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 mid, you know, it's mid. It's 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 fine. It's this is okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm getting sleepy, but I had I had fun with this. Are you are you good to go? Any last final thoughts on this um, movie, guys? Just tell your crush you like them. Don't yeah. run away from your feelings. Stalking is not okay. And if you're really feeling bad about yourself, go to therapy. Don't buy a cat mask at a festival. Just just go to therapy. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, the first thing that popped into my head was cat mask therapy isn't real. It can't hurt you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the fat cat mask seller isn't real. He can't hurt <laughs> <you>. <laughs> On that note, I think that's I think that's a perfect place to head out. So oh, this has okay. been another inebriated review. I hope you liked it. I hope so too. We love you guys so much. So much we do. We do love you. We do. We love you and we hope that you have a great night. I also hope that you don't turn into a cat. Meow. Meow.